Welcome to Making Sense of Mindfulness with Keith McPherson and your co-host, Krista Hope. Hi, and welcome back to Making Sense of Mindfulness. I'm Krista Hope, and we have the the honor of having Keith McPherson here with Making Sense of Mindfulness. Um, we are here to answer all questions to do with mindfulness. Um, anything you're wondering about mindfulness, it's a pretty big topic, so that, that could involve a lot of things. We'd love to hear from you. The number to call in tonight is 914-338-0905. We'd love to hear from you. Keith, welcome. It's I'm excited to be here with you. Same here, Krista. Thank you. And uh, just hearing you talk at the top of the show here about um, mindfulness and what a, a broad topic that is. It's um, yeah, it, it really covers pretty much everything. It's such a foundation for our lives. So I'm excited to um, hopefully take some calls tonight and answer some emails and let's just see where it goes. Exciting. Absolutely. I think that's the the beauty is we don't even know where it's going to go ever. Um, people actually probably don't know. We, we often have a theme for the show and we don't intentionally bring it in usually, although it's quite interesting because it tends to show up even though we're not intentionally bringing it in. Um, but tonight, Keith, we were, I was just looking through um, an email we had back and forth and I'm really curious. So I'm going to ask you here because I want to know. So yeah. I'm thinking other people okay. will find find it interesting because the theme of the show today is people before purpose. And I'd love to know what that means for you. Mm, great question. And um, it's interesting. I've been thinking a bit about this because uh, my personality type, and I think a lot of our personality types tend to get wired into this pattern of um, putting our, our tasks and our work ahead of our relationships with people and um, this tends to come up and a lot of times we we become really unconscious of the fact that you know we were on our phones instead of actually listening to the person in the real-time live event across from us at the table for example um, and I've been so guilty of that over my lifetime and I, I was thinking about it particularly this past weekend I was at a, a wellness expo and um, it was just a, a big convention with all sorts of different wellness providers and they had booths set up. And uh, first of all, I was just blown away with how many products there are out there in the wellness world. It's unbelievable. <laughs> There's people <laughs> that are selling everything from back rubbers to um, nasal sprays to you name it. It was unbelievable. Do you have anything like that where you live, Krista? You know, I haven't been here where I live now, but yeah, when I lived in Edmonton, there were some pretty big ones, and I love those kinds of shows because you discover so many things. It really is amazing, and so yesterday I was at one, and I'm walking around, and there's probably two or 300 different people there representing different aspects of wellness, and um, so there's this one booth, and they had set up, you could you could get your heart... Um, heartbeat measured and all this stuff about your heart. So I, I stood in this long lineup waiting to get my, my pulse measured to see if it, my arteries are still flowing, if they're hardening up apparently. So <laughs> I stand in line and I put my finger in this little contraption and um, I, they just say relax and I'm sitting there for probably, I don't know, maybe 
a couple minutes, and all of a sudden this machine prints out a whole report about the status of my, my health and my heart. And uh, this does have a purpose, believe me. We are getting <laughs> the moral of So I get the printout of the um, pulse, and this, this man pulls me aside, and he says, okay, so here's, I'm going to give you the, the details of what's come up from your, your heart. So I said, okay, great. I'd love to know. So he starts telling me a little bit about the results, and um, all of a sudden I turn around and I look, and he's actually not speaking to me. He's talking to a camera. Like, this is all being filmed. And um, so he's, it's like he's trying to sell this product through me without really getting my permission. And he's, he goes on to tell me that my, my artery or my heart arteries are um, the age of a 55-year-old. And I'll just say, I'm 39. So I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't want this to be on camera. And, I'm, and, and this whole time we're, we're discussing all this, um, it, I just felt like I was being exploited. And I was thinking, wow, like, this guy is, like, totally using me to promote this product. And I felt so undervalued and a little bit embarrassed and humiliated because – I mean, and I, I do choose to believe that my arteries aren't 55 years old. I mean, I jog once a week, I swim once a week, I do yoga, I eat well. So I don't know if I'm going to put all my faith in this machine. But long story short, I um, was thinking a lot about this idea that so often, you know, and especially in the area that or the era that we're living in, we we spend so much time thinking about how can we get ahead, how can we earn that next dollar, how can we look good on camera, and and when it comes to actually real time conversations with people, um, I think a lot of times we forget how important that is. So that's what comes up around that topic for me. Um, how about you? That, that is, that's disappointing. Um, and <laughs> I feel like the validity of, of the test sort of goes out the window when he's doing it like that, because truthfully, a good result wouldn't have helped him. Um, and I, I know you, Keith, you, you have great vitality and I would have a hard time. I know your diet to some degree and I'd have a hard time believing that. Um, yeah, but isn't, wouldn't that be refreshing if out in the world we were getting, instead of sold to, we were getting contributed to. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. I think about that a lot too, just in terms of the practice of mindfulness, you know, there's, um, <clears throat> there's so much benefit in the power of presence, you know, um, so often our mind drifts off and thinks we have to get somewhere. Um, I recently heard Robert Holden, another coach, fellow coach talking about this idea of go marketing. Like we have to, we always, we're almost programmed to believe that we have to get somewhere all the time. And yet when we show up here in the present moment and we really pay attention, it's like that's when all the good stuff happens, including the sales of the products that we're trying to sell or the, um, the magic that kind of comes when, when we're really listening and, and tuning into the person across from us as opposed to um, that monkey mind that tells us we, we can't be present. We've got to do everything but be present. Um, I was laughing about Robert Holden's comments on go marketing. He was <clears throat> he was saying he thinks this all started back in the day when they um, they decided this is go marketing decided that we didn't have time to use shampoo in one bottle and conditioner in another bottle. We have to actually <laughs> combine these two products together because we we don't have enough time to like actually do both. So why not save two minutes a day and just you know wash your hair with one product and 
you know, and he talks about how we haven't even left the bathroom yet, and then we get into the kitchen for breakfast, and we don't have time to chew anything, so let's just do an on-the-go smoothie, and the next thing you know, you're running out the door to get somewhere, but the big question that he was talking about is, like, where exactly are we going with all of this, you know? We spend so much time striving to get ahead and make more and be more and get more and do more, and really, at the end of the day, if I were to think about it, when I look back on my life, at the end of my life, when I'm lying on my deathbed and I look back, I guarantee it's not going to be a question of um, how much money did I make or how many opportunities or sales did I score. It's like, who did I connect with? And, you know, mm-hmm. what were those meaningful moments of human interaction? You know, so thinking about it, there's really nowhere to get to. Like, now is the moment of power. So I, uh, I think about that, and it's just... Um, People before purpose, most definitely. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, Keith. Um, you know what brings to mind for me is the importance of mindfulness in this because what what happens to me is when I'm not being mindful, which in saying mindful, what does that mean? It means if I'm not being slowing down, connecting, um, being grounded, then I get sold on all these things around me or wrapped up into how I think things should be because, because I'm not clear in myself with who I am or what I want. So, you know, a fellow like that, that heart fellow sells you that you have a bad thing happening in your arteries. Well, we both can connect in and know that's likely not true for you. But if you weren't grounded, you might get wrapped up into that. And so we can imagine through our days, we're bombarded and inundated by things coming at us. And if we're not able to decipher what's true and not true and what's important and not important, um, you could really see how we can just get swept up and, and wrapped up and busy and in, in alignment. Unalignment. I don't know what a word that. I don't know if that's yeah. a word. Help me out there, Keith. Most, most definitely, yeah, out of alignment, and it's um, yeah. yeah, I'm so glad you're seeing that too. So, I, I'm going to report officially on this radio show that my arteries are the um, arteries of a 25 year old today. I can feel it, and <laughs> I think there's there actually really is a power of belief that plays a huge role in mindfulness practice as well, and. You know, so often we look outside of ourselves and we think the answers are are outside of us, you know, based on the news reports or based on the commercial advertising that comes at us, saying things like we don't have enough time or, you know, you're going to age, so you better buy this certain cream or, and, you know, it's, it's so much marketing involved. And the truth is the power of our beliefs, the power of our mind, it, it's such an important piece of, um, how things are going to go out, unfold for us. You know, I, on Friday, was giving a talk in Binskarth, Manitoba, just outside of Russell, Manitoba, um, to a group of teachers. It was just a really great day. And um, one of the things that I took away from that day was just really the importance of our beliefs and what we think about on a regular basis. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's the first principle in, in Making Sense of Mindfulness, the, the book I'm about to release. I call it Inner Dreaming. And this idea that everything begins as an inner dream and the thoughts that we're thinking about in our mind and the, what we're, we're choosing to believe in our mind is truly going to shape the reality. So 
I mean, there's been so many amazing reports um, done, even just in, in terms of the placebo effect. And uh, for those of you that are listening that aren't aware of this, it's um, literally when they've done experiments where they've given some people um, medication, for example, and others sugar pills and said, these are both medications. And the results are that um, the people that are on the placebo pill, the sugar pill, um, actually do just as much healing as the people that might be on the medication based on the power of, uh, of their belief, of, of them just believing that this pill is doing something for them. So if we can align our thoughts to this place of believing that, you know, we are healthy, we are whole, we're, we're not sick, our arteries are the arteries of a 25-year-old. I mean, um, just to get that vision of, of that can totally change our, our, um, our reality in, in terms of moving forward. So it's a very powerful part about mindfulness is, is this visualization practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really quite exciting to think and imagine how much power we really do have in our lives just by our mindset. It's really quite exciting. It is. Oh, I should share this story. I, I heard this um, from one of my mentors, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who talked all about this. He, and I actually ended up um, rewriting this in my book, just in this context of what we think about and what we believe. And um, I think, I don't know if this is a true story or not, but it's, it's an interesting story about the placebo effect and about beliefs. Is um, Wayne shared there was this, this old woman, this 89-year-old woman, and she belonged to this church, and uh, she had stopped going to the services on Sunday. And the, the pastor noticed that she wasn't coming to the services. So he called her up and said, uh, we should get together for dinner. So they, um, they got together for dinner. And so this priest, this pastor, went over to this old 89-year-old woman's house and uh, was, was having dinner with her. And at one point, um, she got up to go to the bathroom. So he, he decided to just get up and kind of walk around her place and see some of the paintings on the wall and whatnot. And he came across this um, one of those old pipe organs. I don't know if you remember those, Krista. When when I was mm-hmm. a kid, my grandma used to have one. Yeah. And sitting on this pipe organ was a a bowl of water, and floating in the water on this pipe organ was uh, was a condom. And this priest was looking at this bowl of water with a condom on it, sitting on this pipe organ, and was totally confused and kind of put off. What's this old lady doing with this on, on her organ? So. Um, she came back from the washroom and they carried on and he just couldn't shake it. So at the end of the evening, he said, thank you so much for dinner. And I, you know, I just have to ask, I, I noticed that there was that bowl of water over there floating on your, something floating there on the, um, the organ. And the woman looked at it and said that she said, that's a miracle. She said, I had stopped coming to the church services cause I was, I wasn't feeling well. And one day I decided to go for a walk and on my walk, I, looked down and there was this package on the, the ground and I picked it up and I looked at it and it said to prevent disease keep moist and place on your organ and ever since then I've been feeling amazing so <laughs> that's this idea of the power of the placebo oh, effect right? <laughs> did you say that in, did you put that in your book I, it, it is in my book too yeah it's just a short little <laughs> story I heard from my mentor Wayne Dyer all about our beliefs you know, in this power. <laughs> oh, oh so I got, love There's got to be some truth in that, I'm sure. <laughs> I have to. If you believe 
it will work. Um, I'm just going to give you the number in the clinic. It's 9433809050. And um, until then, Keith, we have an email that was sent to the show, and uh, I'm going to read that to you. You ready to go? Oh, great. Yes, okay. you bet. Okay, so this is from Liam. Keith, I've seen you perform before and enjoyed it. I was just wanting to know more regarding coaching. I'm not certain if I have a problem. Just wanting a few off for checkup tune-ups. Perhaps I don't know if I need coaching because I don't know what to ask myself. What is coaching and how much? This is a, such a fantastic question. So, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I think, um, I think your line just broke up at the end there, Krista, but the final part of that question was what is coaching and, and how much did it say? Yes. Is that the final? Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a great question, Liam. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to email in and, and check in about coaching. And um, it's interesting. I was just talking to a client earlier today about this. There's um, sometimes a, a misconception in life coaching work that people need to come to this practice with a, a problem or an issue. And, um, you know, we've been so conditioned in our culture to believe that um, any type of, of work like coaching or therapy or counseling is, is going to be um, issue-related, that we're trying to solve a problem. And um, in my experience of coaching and in, in my work with my clients, um, sometimes people have issues that, that come up and it draws them into the coaching practice. But a lot of times um, we also spend a lot of time talking more about uh, visioning and we, we look at it from a place of um, what's here now. So um, to answer your question around tune-ups, yeah, I love that, that idea of tuning up your life, so to speak. Um, so often just having somebody hold the space for you and ask you powerful questions about what's going on right now in your life is really um, quite a transformational experience in the sense that um, to, to actually be directed inwards and have to ask yourself these powerful questions and to notice what pops up in the present moment. It's, it can be very revealing about what's playing out underneath the, the day-to-day busyness of your life. So, um, yeah, in my experience of coaching and being coached in both, it's, it's really a dance of the present moment and it's um, the benefits of coaching are really uh, revealing what's, unconsciously playing out in your life and and so often this can be such a positive thing because when we start realizing the patterns that are playing out underneath the surface we we move into this deeper awareness and truth and life purpose so to speak um i remember with my coach um there was a moment in time when i had really gotten clear on what my life purpose was and um, it was all awoken from actually just the sensation that I'd been feeling in my heart center. And we did this exercise and my coach had led me inwards and was asking me all these questions. And at the end of that session, I had this amazing life purpose awareness that I didn't have before the session. And the purpose was all about, um, particularly for me, was all about being unconditional love and, and of service and being a channel of that to flow through into the world. And from that place, I have to say, it really kick-started a lot of the work I'm doing now in terms of speaking and writing and recording albums. And it, uh, so it really can kick-start or tune you up, as you say, um, or attune you, so to speak, to, to what's really there. So I think it's 
highly recommend it. I, I think everybody should have the the gift of uh, a life coach and the opportunity to do that inner introspective work. And just know that you don't have to come to every session with an issue, and you don't have to come to every session um, with exactly what you want. Uh, a lot of times, um, the coaches just through questioning will will awaken something in you that that you did, might not have even known was there. So it's um, yeah. And in terms of pricing, I mean that model also is very much scalable and um, can vary. I mean it, it really depends on the scope of work. So. It's quite an individual discussion, but um, you can expect to pay anywhere from um, $100 to a million dollars for coaching. So, um, yeah, I, I would hope you call in again, Liam, or email in again, and maybe we'll get to do some work together too. What a great question. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that, that is a great question. I think really helpful for people because, you know, sometimes when you're in a world, you forget that it's not necessarily a normal world. And that's coaching. A lot of people have no experience with it. So, um, yeah. Definitely. I, uh, it's funny. I actually just said this to my husband last night. It, we've done a lot of coaching over the years with different different coaches. And, you know, we, we're up to a lot of stuff right now, I'm just going to say. And what's interesting is we're noticing you know, fears and things coming up and, and uh, just noticing it's, it's taking a lot of, of energy and work to just be creating working. And um, it's funny because it, what, what we haven't been doing is we haven't been with a window of time here where we're sort of between um, coaching engagements. And it, it, dawned on me that oh that's the difference I don't have that person to keep me you know accountable or connected to my my purpose or my goals or my intentions and and almost championing me and what I'm up to so if that's helpful from someone who's been coached a lot and and sort of went into a little bit of a I got this <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't need a coach. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that can that can happen. You know, we can really get in our own way, thinking that we've got it all figured out. But the power of people um, connecting. I mean, you know, I, I just wanted to continue what you're saying on that a little bit because a lot of times too, we're we're so conditioned to think that there's like this authority figure in counseling relationships where the you know the counselor the therapist knows the advice and they know what's right for you but with coaching it's totally a different experience in that um, a coach is totally on the same playing field as their client and doesn't have all the answers figured out um, is just holding the space of curiosity for you and wanting the best for you and, and really knowing that you are totally naturally creative resourceful and whole like you actually have the answers within you and as a coach, our job is to like wake those answers up out of you so that you can come to your own awareness. But so often we can get in our own way, like Chris is saying, and um, think, oh, well, I don't really need any help with this. I got this figured out. And then a lot of times we land on our, our butts going, oh, my God, why is everything kind of not working out? And Yeah, so it's a great point you're, you're making, Krista. Yeah, it's very human, isn't it? Very. Yeah. Okay. 
we have more questions that uh, people have sent in. So let's let's get working on some of those. Um, let's see here. Great. Yeah. Uh, Sonia. Sonia asked, I was at the I Am Festival that you were part of organizing last year, Keith. How did you come up with the name for the festival? Oh, that's a, thanks for coming to the festival, Sonia. That's amazing. Um, right. The I Am Festival. Uh, well, for the, for the listeners that aren't aware of that, it's, um, this is a, a three-day wellness festival that I was part of organizing over the last two years with um, this wonderful couple named uh, Tracy and Maurice Thibodeau. They, um, they own this amazing acreage just outside of Winnipeg, just outside of a small town as well called uh, Toulon, Manitoba. And they have uh, developed their property into this amazing retreat site. And it's in nature and there's trees and woods and there's even um, a pond on their property. And so we had this vision of developing this I Am Festival. And it happened actually one evening I was out there visiting them and hanging out at this beautiful property. And we happened to find ourselves in a canoe on their pond. And just all of a sudden we were, we were dreaming about how cool would it be to bring together a bunch of different presenters and the community and offer a weekend of all sorts of different um, wellness uh, opportunities, everything from yoga to some inspirational speaking to some campfires and music and mindfulness and on and on. And one thing led to the next. And so the last two years we've had this amazing festival with about 200 to 300 people that come out and camp all weekend and we offer a whole lineup of amazing presenters and um, so it's pretty amazing because it's just so crazy this all started from a canoe conversation and the next thing we know we have this festival but the, the to answer your question Sonia about how we came up with the name for the I am festival um, the the word I am or the words I am are two of the most powerful words in our language and in our thinking. You know, if you think about it, um, there's no arguing that I am, like you are. And any variation of that word is, is also that, you know, um, the light is, this radio show is, uh, the car is, the dinner is, you know, everything that you look at around you simply is. It's a, a variation of I am, a very neutral statement in that sense. Um, but if you notice, anything that we attach to the words I am starts to become a perspective. So um, the light is bright or um, my life is boring or work is hard or, you know, or work is delightful. Um, so the, the power of this neutral statement I am, it's, it's really the, the most truthful representation of who we are in this present moment. But when you think about it, um, the Tao Te Ching often references this as well. They, it talks about that which can be named as no longer the Tao. So as soon as we attach a label to something, in a sense, it kind of clouds the truthfulness of what it is. So this festival, the idea of it was really not to get into this place of, of labeling and cliques, and, you know, but it was more a chance to create an open space for people to fill in the blank about who they are in the present moment. You know, I am and whatever comes at the end. So it's, um, there's also a lot of interesting biblical references to the, the word I am as well that goes all the way back. And um, this is funny, this is another reference to my new book coming out, Making Sense of Mindfulness. But I, um, 
I wrote about this as well in there is my one of my dear friends Monica Angelotis who is this incredible yoga instructor she uh, I was interviewing her just before the festival two years ago and I I asked her the question I said um, I said if you were to answer the question what does the words I am mean to you and what was amazing is she took it all the way back to well I'd like to answer that by naming all the things that I am not you know I'm not my car I'm not my job I'm not my clothes I'm wearing I'm not my reputation I'm not the food that I eat. She went all the way back to the place of coming to the conclusion that I am nothing. And in that place, there's this moment of fear, she explained, but then all of a sudden you, you turn to look the other way and you realize, now that I'm nothing, I actually am everything. I embody everything. And there is no separation. You know, Einstein said separation is a useful illusion, but when you get past that reality and realize that it's, it's an illusion, that separation is a useful illusion, on the other side of that reality is everything is connected and everything is oneness and it can't be separated. So this idea of I am um, really is quite an incredible concept to think that there really is no separation and we are all connected as, as one, and not just one planet, one universe, one uh, ethos that goes it, you, there's not even a name for it. It's it's so expansively big. So, um, yeah. So we we thought that was an appropriate name because there's we didn't really want to put a major label on this festival. We wanted it to be creative and expansive and open. So that's um <clears throat> great question. And um, yeah, I think that's that's a good one. What what do you think about that, Krista? Oh, if you're there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm here. It sounds like I'm maybe having some technical difficulties, so I apologize if my sound isn't 100%. I mean, that's... Sounds good to me right now. (laughs) Hopefully. Let's see. Um, (laughs) You know, what I hear in I Am is underneath it all is just, it's love and peace, and um, we are all connected. So, um, but you know, it takes... It takes some effort and some work to live in this reality and to be coming from that place. So it yeah. takes a yeah, it takes it takes a mindfulness practice, I believe, or um, whatever that may look like. That could look like tending to your plants in a mindful way. Um, I I I believe. But yeah, that's that's a beautiful conversation, Keith. I'm just thinking about, um, there's a picture I have up on my wall that was given to me by a yoga student in a small little town called Eli, Manitoba, where I was teaching a a bunch of classes last year, and she was this incredible painter um, and ended up being a a presenter at the IM Festival. She taught a whole class with with her company all about doing um, brush painting, like in, in scripts and um, I forget the proper name for it. Um, it was like, but basically writing with amazing fonts. And um, she, she'd given me this quote again from Wayne Dyer, who seems to be making a drop in on our show tonight. Mm-hmm. But um, the quote said, uh, "See the light in others, as if that's all you see." And I just think that's such a, an amazing way to, to show up in, in the planet. And a great intention is to, you know, even the guy yesterday that was trying to sell me on his uh, his heart product and you know is truly 
getting under my nerves when he, I realized he was filming the, the whole the conversation we were having. I, you know, at one level, think about it, and I, beyond the surface of ego that was really frustrated with him, I, I also know that he's connected to that same light that I am. And to move myself into that state, especially with the people that we're most frustrated with or those people that get under our skin, you know, if we can just take a step back and take a breath and realize that, you know, underneath it all, they're also the same light that we're connected to. There's um, there's a oneness that's inherently inevitable in all of us and to, to get yeah. out of our own egos. And, yeah. But I think what's great about that conversation, Keith, is, is to understand that you initially went to reaction, ego, it, it wasn't initially that you were at that, oh, right, you know, we have the same connection. So I think that it's really important to understand. I know it, I've taken myself out a lot in the past thinking there's something wrong with me because I keep reacting to all these things. But the truth is, I, I don't know. And, and I'm curious what you think. Do those reactions go away or is that, is that just being human? And that we, the practice is more quickly recognizing the light or, or coming from the light. What do you think? Yeah, that's a great question, Krista. I, um, as I hear you talking about that, I'm thinking about how so often um, the idea of mindfulness practice and the idea of just wellness in general sometimes gets um, pigeonholed into this corner of, well, then that means I've always got to be positive and I've always got to be in a good mood and I can't let myself feel certain emotions. And, you know, in truth, that is the furthest thing from the truth. I think that part of the mindfulness practice is to allow ourselves to, to deeply feel the emotions we're feeling in the moment that we're feeling them. Um, where we get into trouble is when we start um, holding on and attaching to those emotions and not letting them flow when we, when we clamp them down, you know, mm-hmm. but um, to, I think that we m- most easily see the light in others and in the scenarios that have happened when we allow ourselves to truly honor the feelings that we're feeling in the moment, especially the uncomfortable ones like anger and sadness and frustration and, and to just really let that pass through us like a wave and at the end of that, really tune into this place that, okay, that's cleared now. And in fact, a lot of times we look back and we realize that in those moments, those people that really frustrated us or that drove us crazy ended up being the perfect teacher that we needed at the time that we needed it. Um, you know, I just, I think about the, the lessons from people that have shown up in the world. And at the time it wasn't perfectly on time. I, you know, I think about, uh, in particular, a woman that I um, dated, and I ended up taking her back three times when she cheated on me. And I, I think back to that, and I go, man, that didn't seem perfectly on time, and I was so hurt when we were in a relationship. But I look back now, and I think, wow, that was one of my greatest teachers, to think that this um, absolutely incredible woman didn't even realize she was playing that role, but actually had to play the role of cheater on me three times so that I could learn the lesson of what it means to, to come into deeper love for myself and to put my foot down and say, okay, you're not cheating on me anymore. We're done. <laughs> but it's, um, it's really, I think, allowing ourselves to feel every emotion in the present moment and not stuff them. So, yeah, very yeah. important. That's the practice, isn't it? It sure is. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. 
Well, we have a really exciting caller. We have we have Hugh calling in here, Keith, who's calling from the center of the universe, also known as yeah. Virginia, I believe, Hugh? Uh, Ashland, Virginia, yes. That's uh, what they call it a number of mayors back. <laughs> I think it's great because I'm self-proclaimed Hugh the heartbeat of America, and I have some very bizarre life experiences, a lot of negative ones that I chose to make lemonade out of the lemons. And on this President's Day, I wanted to share a little blog with you that actually has a poem I authored in the President Ronald Reagan Library that sort of sums up life beautifully. And I had the pleasure of speaking with and having her uh, positive comments about my poem, Maya Angelou, in an archive radio show. Uh, So the... A poem is on a blog, the word creativity, the number 777.com. It's only three lines long. It's titled Caring Sharing. It reads, if you dare to care, then share. If you share, pay heed. God will reward every good deed. If you see my name and put Hugh Trollson and Maya Angelou on YouTube, it will, you'll hear her speaking with me in her kind words about the poem. I also share on this President's Day, a common background traits with President Trump, but I'm not into the ego like he is. And that's a very interesting uh, topic you were just touching on. And I don't know if you're aware of a, a beautiful presentation on the Internet. If you go on YouTube and put ego, the ultimate chess game that was done by a group of psychologists, one included Deepak Chopra, very well presented. Oh, wow. That's awesome, Hugh. What a gift of inspiration on the show. Thank you. Um, well, that's you, what we're all I'm here to... for, and I've had, as I say, a very bizarre life, and um, I was blessed with an earth angel for 35 and a half years who taught me the lesson of unconditional love. She passed back in January 2007, a month and a half after she died. I almost died. I've been in the veterans healthcare system since 2008 when I first came into it the pulmonologist took one look at me and said you're going to be dead in six months I said nice meeting you too doc hope you're having a great day but (laughs) I'm still going so it's really to focus more not on the material but to understand that we all came from spirit even an atheist can't deny that now I have run into some people that say they're God I said do me a favor and Telling me how you created yourself, you'll entertain me for about a half a second. But we are going to all return to spirit, and the material goods have absolutely no use there. So really focus on that spirituality more and uh, see if you can do the two basic things that Jesus Christ said on how to live your life. Always put God first, and secondly, love your neighbors yourself. It's not about religion, but it is about spirituality and developing a personal heart-to-God relationship, and I always say nature is God's classroom. Just put down the devices, get out in it, and resonate with it, and when you come back in, you'll have a whole new perspective. Yes. Wow, Hugh. Such great wisdom, and um, I'm just thinking about the Tilopa piece about uh, we're spiritual beings having a temporary human experience, and just how connected we really are. It's like, almost like you're a, an angel that just popped in on our show. This is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Great well, to you calling in. 
I would love to connect with you after the show. I don't do uh, anything on the internet. People have put things out there on my behalf, but I am very active in bringing forth truth and transparency and rooting out corruption globally, empowering women and indigenous people in the process. And I really like to, because of who my wife was, uh, blessing me with that lesson of unconditional love. She was the true earth angel of my life. And uh, so I, I support the all the women coming forth with the Me Too. And I just hope that in addition to getting acknowledged and maybe compensated, that they really get the deep-rooted uh, uh, help that they need, and that's the psychological help for the healing. Most definitely. I, the climate right now in, in North America with the Me Too movement going on, President Trump in the U.S., it's, it's just such a turbulent time. And to hear you calling in and, and speaking from such a positive, connected, spiritual place, it just it gives me hope. It's, um, it's just wonderful, the work you're doing in the world. Well, I laughingly tell people, and it's true, I'm changing the world from my dining room table. It's a choice that I made. We all have the opportunity <laughs> to make a choice at any point in our life and stop repeating the same mistakes. And the other thing is we have been heavily manipulated and controlled by many different factions. So I tell people, go look in the mirror and ask yourself who's controlling you. Start taking control of your life and being a loving person uh, open up and get that personal heart to God relationship connected in the right way. And anything that is possible, it all starts there and then bring it into your family, into the community and do what Gandhi said. Don't <laughs> be the change that you want to see in the world. Don't be the change of chaos. Let's go into the new paradigms of unconditional agape love and spirituality. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm, I'm just also thinking right now, um, so almost out of time on our show, but I just wanted to really acknowledge you, just the energy that you're speaking from and um, how it's so mirrored. And I, I just think your words are really uh, are powerful and really being felt tonight across the world. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time to call in. And um, if you want to hang on the line for a minute, um, Krista, we, I'd love to send you a copy of the new book and um, to stay in touch as well. So. Well, I'd love to speak Thank with you, you whenever much. you have the time because I'd like to show you some ways to help promote your book. And since my last name has global recognition, I'm sure it's all part of uh, my mission of feeding people body, mind, and spirit in the right way. Hugh, you're the heartbeat of awareness. I love this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, so, heartbeat yes, of America, I'm we'll, self-proclaimed. <laughs> of America. Well, I was going to say it. Okay. Both, I guess. Um yeah, just hang on the line, and Crystal will get your contact info, and we'll we'll be in touch. Um, and thank you so much. Just as I get off, I want to tell people too, with all the chaos, if you don't let, if it's just pray, say prayers that will help raise the consciousness, and God will put the ego in check where it needs to be. Don't. I know it's upsetting, and these things are constantly happening, but if it's beyond your control, let go and let God. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Hugh, for uh, your words you. of wisdom and just dropping in like an angel on our show. Beautiful. Beautiful, unconditional love tonight. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. What a, uh, yeah, what a call. Wow. It's um, it's so great to be uh, connecting to people in all over the U.S. as well tonight. And um, please uh, 
stay in touch with us. Give us a call. Um, we're here every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. So, yeah. Yeah. What a, what a great Any, way to, to end this show, Keith. That's a, and we are so connected. I mean, this is Virginia, and uh, we're all the same underneath it all and, and deeply connected. And it really back to the intention and prayer of our lives, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. For sure. And and just hearing you speak tonight just kind of confirms this whole theme of putting people before purpose. I mean, I think that's just, um, and spirit before the illusion of the temporary. And yeah, what a gift. That's that's just wonderful. Yeah, beautiful. Well, thank you for listening in tonight. We look forward to hearing your calls next week if you didn't get a chance to call in tonight. And have a great evening. Have a great evening, everyone.